Good morning, fellow survivors, and welcome to Mercury, a broadcast of hope. Today is day 117 since we've been on the air. I wish I could know how many of you are listening to this right now. But then again, maybe I don't. These broadcasts are so freeing because it almost feels like a journal. Or a prayer, maybe. I'm just speaking my truth, hoping someone is listening, whether it's ten strangers or just my reflection in the sound booth window. It's raining today. I hope everyone out there is safely indoors. The rain isn't very intense, but the zombies are. I've been feeling a little down lately. I wish I could blame it on today's weather, but it's been going on since before the rain began to fall. I can't believe how long we've been able to make it here. Not that I would have expected Max and Dr. Clark to crash and burn or anything. I always have faith that they'll figure out a way to get out of whatever scrape we find ourselves in or meet whatever needs come up. But I am shocked at myself for still being here. I never thought that I would be one of the few who stuck around, who survived. It's scary, and honestly, surviving comes with a whole new set of challenges that I don't know if I'm cut out for. Not just the matter of staying alive, but the matter of staying alive. Each day dawns, and I have to figure out something to do with it that makes me feel human. We've gotten good at living, at meeting our needs and keeping ourselves and each other safe, so that no longer feels like the absolute most I can handle. But after all of that is over, what do I do with the rest of the day? I'm still kind of figuring that out. We all journal, we talk to each other, we play games. But sometimes, none of that feels like enough. Sometimes I feel like none of that adds up to a life. I know that I could leave the station at any time and strike out on my own, but that's definitely not the better option. I have hope that someday something close to civilization will reform. There are pockets of that across the country, little communities of people living and working together and building and rebuilding and falling in love and having fights over stupid things and making plans for a future and making lives for themselves. I'm not saying I'm ready to leave here and join one. I don't think I could ever leave without Max and Dr. Clark, and I know that what we're doing here is good, important work. So I stay. But it makes me a little depressed, worrying sometimes that this is all there is or ever will be. I don't want to let myself shut down. So when I begin to feel that way, I... Do the one thing that always, without fail, makes me feel alive again. I read. If I can't pull out my own emotions, I can borrow from the characters in books. It's funny, I used to find myself so drawn to fantasy or historical fiction, depictions of a world I would never see. But now I devour paperback romances children's books, cozy mysteries, and anything that gives me a glimpse of the life I could have had. There is nothing more soothing than reading about some woman in a big sweater with a cup of coffee sitting at her kitchen table. 
Whether she's trying to solve a crime or avoid her will-they-won't-they they love interest makes no difference to me. I'm all about that linoleum-topped table and her big bay windows and the sound of the television in the distance. I'm so hungry for a life that I once thought seemed so small. I loved fantasy because so much more was possible in those books than in everyday life. But now I'm envious of characters who get to drive a car. My life is full of far less possibility than it was before. I used to dream about selling my first novel, or moving to New York, or marrying Sam. I used to meet incredible people just by moving around in the world. I could make plans for dinner, or take trips, or buy new nail polish if I wanted. There were so many lives out there I could live and choices to make every day and so many chances for something amazing to happen to me. And that's not the case anymore. I feel so lucky when we have someone new stop by the station or when we get a story for us to share, and I am not envious of them. I would never trade boredom for danger. I wonder sometimes if that makes me a coward. And then I have to remember that I am lucky to even be able to contemplate that choice. But I am envious of these books. These people whose lives are full of choices and newness and lunch dates and traffic jams and dream jobs and terrible jobs and meeting the loves of their lives in line for the DMV. Everything I used to take for granted or even maybe think was boring sometimes seems like a chance for adventure to me now. The good kind of adventure, not the scary kind. The kind that, without a doubt, always comes with a happy ending. I have to remember that life isn't a story. Even my old life that I miss so much was full of accidents and boredom and plot lines that lead nowhere. And no one is ever guaranteed a happy ending even before the end of the world happened. So books are the best and worst of the world. Not an accurate depiction. They are all the most interesting stuff, set up to make narrative sense and with the boring things in the middle cut out. They are, no matter the genre, a fantasy. Happy endings don't always happen in the real world. I know that. But I'll keep reading, and I'll keep hoping for one, because if I didn't, I don't think I would be myself anymore. So find what makes you feel like you, and do it. Do lots of it. Let yourself make yourself feel alive. For Mercury, a broadcast of hope, I'm Agnes Drew. Take care of each other.